At breakfast, Penelope's head dipped, and sleep weighed down her eyelids. The bowl of oatmeal before her congealed, and as she lifted the spoon, it felt like solid gold rather than gold-plated. "'Another bad night, P?' Russell, the older of her brothers, asked. "'You look like something the giants dragged in.' After taking a bite of his blueberry scone, Russell brushed the crumbs off the cream linen tablecloth and onto the floor. During meals, Buttercup, the royal pet corgi, hung out under the table, knowing discards would be coming his way. At the question, their father studied her before asking, "'How are you ever going to win the hand of a prince if you can't even make yourself presentable?' "'Oh, Dad!' She reached over and patted the back of his hand. "'You know I don't want to get married.' "'Whoever would take care of you?' The king harumphed. The rest of her siblings at the table became extra intrigued with their meals. "'Your mother, the kingdom rest her soul, would not want you to waste your life away caring for me and your kin. We both wanted more for you, and from you.' Tears welled in her eyes. They rarely spoke of her mother, who had died giving birth to her baby sister Gwenny five years before. The king had never remarried, and more often than not, Penelope helped with her siblings, whether needed or not. With a castle full of servants, none of the children wanted for anything, except the love of a mother, and that's where Penelope stepped in. My time will come. She drew from the list of responses she developed. She reached for the silver teapot and poured herself another cup, adding two lumps of sugar. Tell her, Dad, Russell said. A smattering of unease crept along Penelope's spine and travelled up. "'Tell me what?' she couldn't help but ask. "'Well, there's something I've been meaning to talk with you about,' he started. As she watched him, the king shifted his gaze away so as not to look at her directly. She knew this was going to be bad. "'In two weeks' time there will be a ball, and at that dance you'll have to proclaim your choice in a mate.' He set the guidelines— "'But, father,' he held up a hand, "'I've been patient the past few years while I let you get your feet under you, but it's time. You're twenty-three and not getting any younger. You've rejected every prince who's come to the castle, and a few knights, too. Now you must make a decision, or I will make it for you.' "'Maybe it's not a prince she's wanting,' her younger brother Jeremy teased. "'Hush now,' Russell punched him in the arm. "'Leave P alone.' "'Ow!' Jeremy rubbed his arm and pouted. "'Ah, the joys of being the eldest!' She waited for her father to say whatever else he needed to say. "'It's already set.' Her father placed his hands on the table and finally met her gaze directly. Crinkles of kindness creased the sides of his eyes. "'Invitations have been sent out. You have two weeks of freedom, and then you must choose a mate.' Penelope thought of the Princess Briar Rose trapped in the castle, and of her own fate trapped in a marriage she didn't want. Terror lapped at her psyche. "'Fine, two weeks,' she said. "'But until then I ask that you'll indulge me in a little adventure.' 